Good morning, church family. Today is April 18th. It's Sunday, and this is our family worship service. I'd like to uh, welcome you um, to the Salvation Army Steubenville. Um, I know last week we weren't able to record. We had some uh, technical difficulties, um, so I apologize, but uh, we are back up and going this week. Um, and we just like to invite you to our family worship. Today, our first uh, scripture reading comes from Acts chapter 3, verses 12 through 19, and I'll be reading the NIV version. Once again, our scripture reading is Acts chapter 3, verse 12 through 19, and I'll be reading out of the NIV. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Fellow Israelites, why does, you, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? Then the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant, Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the Holy and Righteous One, and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this, by faith in the name of Jesus. This man, whom you see and know, was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completed, completely healed him, as you can all see. Now, fellow Israelites, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders, but this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, then, and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Amen. Next, we're going to listen to a song, um, a praise and worship song called, Came to My Rescue. Um, I appreciate the, uh, the uh, group Unbound, which is the Eastern Territory Salvation Army uh, Praise and Worship Band. Um, they made a bunch of uh, praise and worship videos for course to use um, for live streaming. And uh, I just want to give a sh shout out to them and thank them for all their hard work and dedication. Um, once again, this song is called Came to 
to my rescue. Please sing along. Our second reading today comes from Psalm 4. I'll be reading out of the NIV, Psalm 4. Answer me when I call you, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you, you people, turn my glory into shame? 
How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Tremble and do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. Offer the sacrifices of the righteous and trust in the Lord. Many, Lord, are asking, who will bring us prosperity? Let the light of your face shine on us. Fill my heart with joy when their grain and new wine abound. In peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Amen. Our third, third scripture reading today comes from 1 John 3, 1 through 7. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we, and what we will be has not yet been known, made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall, be, we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves, just as he is pure. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawless. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away sins, our sins. And in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. Amen. Our next song is that we're going to listen to is Jesus Paid It All. And as we just celebrated Easter, we all know Jesus did pay it all on the cross for each one of us, for you and for me. Please sing along. I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray.
I'd like to uh, take a moment just to pray, um, to take time to pray. I asked, um, I was able to speak to a couple of our uh, soldiers here at the Steubenville Corps, and they shared some t uh, prayer requests. If you have any prayer requests, please feel free to uh, comment below, and we can add those to our prayer requests for next week. Um, or you can always call us at the Corps um, building. The number is 740-282-5121. Uh, Leave a message. We'll be glad to pray for you. Um, we know firsthand that prayer uh, is the answer to God's... Uh, God will always answer our prayers. You know, He might not answer in our time, but He will answer in His time and in His way. So if you feel led uh, to pray, I please ask you to pray with us. And if you have a prayer request, just to share your prayer with us. Um, but please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you... Uh, for those that are watching today, those that uh, might watch throughout the week, Lord, be with them today. Fellow uh, Father, I pray that our worship can be honoring to you. Uh, even though we are human and we fail sometimes or we mess up, Lord, you love us. You love us unconditionally, so much so that you sent your Son to die on a cross for each one of us to give us the grace that we do not deserve. But Father, you cherish our relationship. You want to be in relationship with each one of us. And Father, I thank you for that. Father, right now I want to lift up um, our core members. I uh, want to lift up uh, specific prayer requests, Lord, uh, for Mark as he is in the uh, rest home. I pray uh, for his healing, that you will touch his body and just uh, heal him, and uh, you know the situation, Lord. Father, I pray for George, um, Lorraine's son, uh, that you'll be with him as he uh, gets ready to travel uh, the United States um, for his work, Lord, that you will keep him safe and that you will keep him healthy. Father, just uh, put a hedge of protection around him and until uh, he comes home. Father, I ask uh, that you'll be with Lorraine's sister in Florida, Lord, as uh, she is facing illness as well. Lord, uh, you know the need. And Father, we know that you're the mighty physician. And Lord, that all healing comes from you. So Father, I ask right now that you will touch her and that you will begin and continue the healing that you have. Father, I pray for Lorraine that you give her the strength that she needs, Lord, to be your servant here on uh, this earth as uh, she soldiers here in Steubenville. Lord, give her the strength to witness to others, to teach about your love. Father, I pray for Tom and Kay. Um, I pray that you will be with them. Lord, uh, watch over them, keep them safe. Father, you, you know uh, the need right now in their lives. Father, I pray that you'll be with Kay as uh, she is uh, fighting sickness, that you'll be with her, and that you will uh, just touch her body right now. Father, I pray that you will remember Harold and Kathleen, that you'll uh, keep them safe as well. Uh, Father, 
I thank you for healings in Harold's life. I thank you for what you've done already. And Father, I pray that you continue to heal his body uh, until he is, uh, is physically fit to do your work um, to the best of his ability. Father, for Kathleen, Lord, uh, for uh, surgeries and, and things that are in the midst of work, Lord, right now, uh, and those that might be coming in the future, be with Kathleen. Uh, Father, go with the doctors and the nurses, and Lord, just uh, with the recovery and, and all that. Father, I ask that you be with Kathleen. And last but not least, uh, Father, I ask you to be with Kathy and, and her family, Lord, uh, Cheyenne, Shayla, Sean, uh, Michelle, and Marquise. Lord, be with them. Father, I pray that you will wrap your arms around each one of them and that you will keep them safe from harm. Father, you know what they need right now in their lives. And Lord, I know that you can provide all these and so much more. Father, I just ask you to be with us as the Salvation Army of Steubenville, Lord. Help our core to grow. Help us to be the light that you've asked us to be. Father, it is only through you that we can do all things. And Lord, I just ask that you will be with us and that you will keep us. And I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. We have our uh, last um, scripture reading before the message. Um, I know there was a lot of scripture today, but I feel that uh, each of these passages have something very important um, today's message. And I hope that if you uh, look back into the scriptures that we uh, looked at, you'll be able to look back and see um, what each connects um, to each of these. Um, it, it's, it's important for us to study the Word of God and to show ourselves approved by God and God alone. Um, he's the one that we want to honor with our lives. He's the one that we want to serve, um, not because we have to, but because we love him. And all because he loved us first. So our last scripture reading, our main scripture reading for today, is Luke chapter 24, verses 38 through 48. 36 to 48, sorry. Luke chapter 24, verses 36 to 48. And I'll be reading out of the NIV. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, why are you troubled? Why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones. As you see, I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement. 
He asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Amen. Excuse me. Well, today's message, um, as I said, comes from uh, Luke chapter 24, verses 36 to 48. So, while I was um, studying in, in this, I, I it brought to memory of this game I used to play at Cracker Barrel. I call it the wooden peg game at Cracker Barrel. It's a little triangle. And uh, there, there's um, so this peg game that you see, it's a triangle with all these different color pegs. And the object of this game is get down to one peg left. Now, let me tell you, I want to ask you, have you ever played this game? Because it, it's it's very fun, but it can be very aggravating at the same time. It is a game of skill. OK. Um, many times my family, of course, this is before COVID, because now you walk into Cracker Barrel, you're lucky to have anything on the table. It's like wiped away. You even have the little peg where they had the little lamp at. Um, so, yeah, there's no peg game right now. Maybe after a while they'll bring it back and families can have fun with it, but they sell it. But that's not a plug. I'm not, not telling you to go buy it. But anyways... This game, we could spend the whole time from the time we sit down at the table to the time our food would come, we'd sit there and play this game. I would always like to, we took turns. Um, I started off where I'd like to play the game a lot and I'd get frustrated because I'd get down to two, maybe three. And, you know, it had its different things. If you left this much, you're, you're just uh, plain stupid. If you left this much, you're just uh, dumb. And then uh, left this much, and hey, you're getting the hang of it. Um, and then if you leave one, of course, you're you're super smart. Um, so we we always loved doing this. We played it so much, um, and it was very fun. It was time consuming though. And as I said, it was a a game of skill. Well, today we are going to look at a passage the passage that we read here in Luke. And we're going to see where Jesus appears to the disciples. This is a familiar passage in the Bible. This passage follows a passage that uh, we talked about, uh, that some preached about last week, um, the road to Emmaus. And uh, it, just to familiarize, this is a passage where 
uh, a couple uh, disciples, followers of Christ, were walking on a road to Emmaus, and all of a sudden, Jesus appears on the road with them, and he's walking with them while they're having this discussion. Well, only one of them, we find the name, and it's uh, Cleopas. And Cleopas uh, sort of looks at uh, Jesus, not knowing who he is, and says, are you the only person around here that doesn't know what just happened? So then he tells Jesus, not knowing who it is, um, the whole details of what just happened Easter Sunday. And, uh, you know, he goes on to continues. And it's, it's amazing because in the passage, Jesus eventually opened the eyes of those disciples. And they were just totally amazed that they had been in the presence of their Lord. Jesus wants each of us to see who he really is. Today, we are going to see the call to disciples to extrapolate. I know, that's a big word. That's a big term. Um, but trust me, you'll know exactly what that means here in just a minute. We'll, we'll get to it. But just hang on, because I want to get back to our story about my peg game here. Okay? Uh, as I said, this is a fun game. You know, a lot of people might be disagreeing with me right now. But I like this game. And my kids, if, if you ask them, they might say, eh, it's okay. But let me tell you, they were in it also. And all three of them, honestly. Um, but this was a mind-bending game, trying to eliminate the wooden pegs one at a time by jumping over them. It was a game of skill. And some would say luck. But when my kids were first learning how to play this game, <laughs> I would show them by playing it in front of them, showing them, telling them how to jump over each peg, how it had to work, and, and the rules of the game. And trying to help them understand. Well, then eventually they, they wanted to play, so they took their turns and they'd, be, they'd, they'd figure out, they'd play by the rules and they'd start with a peg and with the open spot, different places, and they would jump each peg and do their best at the game. Um, they were uh, playing it for themselves. My kids understood the rules of the game. They understood what it took to win the game. Now, I'm going to share this. This is, you know, this is a little snippet. At first, none of us could ever get down to one peg, let me tell you. Sometimes we got so frustrating, we'd just be like watching each other play, and then when someone turned their head, they pulled the pin, and they were like, I got down the one peg. And we were like, okay, show me how you got that. So then they did it, couldn't get back to it. So they, you know, each of us would be doing good at this game, but we could not get it down to one peg. But we understood the game. So let's get back to our scripture. 
Our scripture says that when he appeared to the disciples, they were startled and frightened. He showed them his hands and his feet. And then he even ate with them. Does this sound familiar? Just sort of like the scripture um, last, last week when he was with two disciples, two followers of Christ, on the road to Emmaus. So it's similar here. Still, the disciples had doubt. Jesus tells them, this is why I told you while I was still with you Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then we get to a first important part of this. Not that none of it, you know, it's all important, but this is the point, first part I want you to listen to very carefully. Finally, Jesus opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. Did you get that? It says, Jesus opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. And that's in, found in verse 45. The, disip, the disciples had, had to ex, ex, extrapolate. Okay. So we're going to get to this definition right now, because I know a lot of people, I'm having a hard time saying it. I had, a hard, I had to go to uh, the dictionary and, and play it online so I could even say the word, okay? But uh, the definition says, to project, extend, or expand known data or experience into an area not known or experienced so as to arrive at a usual Conjectural knowledge of the unknown area. So that is the definition of extrapolate. Uh, and in brief terms, easy terms, it's, it means to understand. Um, but, you know, sometimes us preachers or, you know, Salvation Army officers were taught in the training school, you got to make these... Uh, the, the sermons have the points, have these things stand out. So you'll notice all my points start with E. <laughs> so it's E, E, E. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, let's get back to this. Uh, sorry about the, uh, the little humor. But this is what Jesus wants for his disciples and for you and for me. He wants us to understand the scriptures, to understand them, to study it, to make sure that we're living by the scriptures. You know, that's what God wants us to do. You know, he doesn't want us to have check marks. He doesn't want us to, to just say, oh, well, follow this one, and oh, today you don't have to follow. No, he wants us to live every day, each day, by what the scripture tells us. Some days are easier than others. Some days are harder than others. But if we have a true understanding, if we totally, totally extrapolate the scriptures, then we will definitely be living by
by what the scriptures say. The call to disciples is to evangelize. Well, let me get back to my game, my wooden peg game. I love this game. So one day we were at Cracker Barrel again. Um, that's one of our favorite restaurants. Um, it's actually Elizabeth's favorite restaurant. But it's, it's one of all of ours. Um, but one day we were playing the game at Cracker Barrel and I had it with the game. I said, all right, I'm going to act, ask the waitress, how in the world do you beat this game? How do you get it down to one peg? <laughs> I was smart. I understood the game, but I was smart. I was looking, looking, looking. So she came over with a napkin and on this napkin, she drew the little triangle and she had the little pegs with, and she drew little arrows and she said, you start with this one and then you cross this one and you go this way and this way and this way. And she gave me the directions, which I'm not going to share with you. You'll have to figure that out on your own. Sorry. Um, or if we're ever in a meeting uh, together at Cracker Bar, I'll be glad to show you. Uh, but either way, she gave us the secret to winning this game down to one peg. Now she did say there's many different ways that you can do it. This is just one proven way that you can beat the game to get one peg left. And so at this time I was playing this game and I did it and I showed, I showed my kids and my wife. I said, look, I beat the game. Of course, they looked at me, was like, all right, where'd you pull that extra pen out? I was like, no, look, hands. I have no pegs anywhere. It's down to one. So then I refilled it and I did it right in front of them, let them watching me, and bam, I had it down to one peg. They were like, oh, what? And they wanted to do it. So they, we filled it up and they did it. And they, they tried once by just watching, of course. But then I showed them the little napkin that had the secret, the secret way, you know, that you, that you have to do it a certain specific way to get the one peg. So then finally they did it. And they were so excited. So then they each tried it and they each got it. And even Angie, even Captain Angie got it. She's like, yes, I beat it. I'm super smart. You know how, the, as I said, the little triangle has the different levels. So she's like, ah, oh, I'm super smart. I did it. Woohoo! And, uh, but you know, it took us finding out from the waitress. She shared the secret with me and I was able to do it. And then I shared my secret with my kids and my wife and they were able to do it. But after learning the pattern, my kids too, as I said, were able to beat the game. So our scripture says uh, today, uh, repentance for forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So this is our second point here, and it's found in verse 47. After they studied and prayed and continued to live daily in the word of God, they were 
What is that word again? It's extrapolate the word of God. They understood it. They knew that Jesus called them to evangelize. Now, I think this is a more familiar word with the church and with people today. Um, we all know what this means. Uh, it means to go out and preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't want them to learn the scriptures for themselves, but to share it with others, with everyone, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to all. The Jesus and the disciples started in Jerusalem, and then they spread out throughout the world. This sort of brings me to uh, Matthew 28, 16 through 20, where it talks about the Great Commission. It's where Jesus sent them out two by two, and he, he equipped them, he gave them what they needed, and he sent them out to spread the gospel, to evangelize. And that is what we are supposed to do as Christians. We need to do this. Um, it's not only to understand, to ex ex uh, extrapolate, but to evangelize, to share the good news. The call to disciples is to evidence. To finish my story about the wooden peg game. Yes, I'm finishing my story now. Um, my kids are evidence that they can beat the game. They're evident, me and my kids are evidence that the game is able to be won. Um, and as I shared throughout uh, today, it's because we understood the game. We understood how to play it. And then the waitress taught us. She shared with us the secret message to how to beat it. And then finally, after we learned how to beat it and we did it time and time again, we were evident, evidence or witnesses that were able to prove that it was be able to want. It is important that we are witnesses or were evidence to the things of the word of God. Verse 48 says, you are witnesses of these things. Christians are the evidence. What is the purpose of evidence? Well, that's a good question. Well, it is very important. We are the proof that Jesus lives because he lives in us. Through our testimony, we share our story of redemption. We share our story of God's grace. We share how God saved us from our sins. We share the whole story of the scripture, all the way from Genesis to Revelations, from the creation of the world to the second coming of Christ. Revelations 22, verse 20 says this. 
He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The disciple, the call to disciples is to extrapolate, to evangelize, and to be the evidence. To be the light to this world, to this dark world that doesn't know him. We're to share God's word. We're to understand it, to share it, and to be the evidence that it is true. As we share today, Jesus appeared to the disciples and helped them understand the scripture. They learned that they, had, that they are to evangelize and that they are to be the witness. The whole purpose of salvation is to share it with everyone. God created the world to be in relationship with his creation. He continues to want to have relationship with us. God provided the way that our relationship could be mended back together. And he wants us to share this with everyone. Today, I want to ask you, do you still have doubt like the disciples did? Do you truly understand the scriptures and the meaning of them? Now, I know I'm speaking to those that might be going to church, those you might be listening for the first time and you never have went to church. Yes, the disciples had doubt. We've said and heard story after story where, you know, Jesus showed them his hands and feet. He ate with them and they still had doubt. It took him changing their lives, opening their minds to understanding what the word of God said. So whether you're a Christian and you still have that doubt or it's your first time coming to know Jesus Christ, I want you to know it is not too late. Jesus will meet you wherever you are, whatever level, wherever. It doesn't matter where you are. I've told our, our core cadets before, I said, he'll meet you, uh, you know, in the bathroom. He'll meet you at church. He'll meet you at a friend's house in your bedroom. It doesn't matter where you are. Jesus will meet you where you're at. And he will forgive you of your sins and give you the Holy Spirit to guide you through this life. All you have to do is ask. Take that first step and ask for forgiveness of your sins. And ask him, ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Finally, you can be the evidence of the saving grace that God has given us to the world. We can be the witness. We can, we can share our testimonies with the world. Uh, let us just close in a word of prayer. Father, I pray right now that if there's those that uh, need you, Lord, that you'll be with them, that you'll watch them, over them, keep them safe. Father, uh, I pray that if there's someone doubting, Lord, that Today will be the day that they realize who Jesus is and what he exactly did for you and for me. 
Father, help us uh, to be the evidence, the witness that you've called us to be. Help us to evangelize. Help us to preach and teach the good news of Jesus Christ. And Father, help us to extrapolate, extrapolate, to understand the scriptures fully. Father, we thank you and we love you. And I just ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. I have a couple announcements. Um, actually, I have one announcement. Uh, the next few weeks, two more weeks, I think. Um, May 2nd will be our first in-person uh, meeting in church. Again, it'll be 11 to noon um, or until the Spirit leads us. Um, but it should be 11 to noon. Um, here at Salvation Army, 332 North 4th Street, Steubenville, Ohio. If you do not have a church home, please come and join us. Um, we are not starting with pickups at this time, um, but we will be open May 2nd at 11 o'clock. Um, but until then, uh, the next couple of weeks, we should be, I think, until we meet, we will be online. Um, so please join us at 1030 still or 1015, depending on how long the service is. Our goal is to have the service over online by 11 o'clock. So uh, if it's not, if it's a little longer than a half hour, we'll start a little earlier than uh, 1030. But uh, please join us. Um, we look forward to seeing each one of you. Um, after May 2nd, um, after a few weeks, we're looking to start getting some in-person programs. If you have uh, any questions or uh, anything, need anything, please feel free to call us. Like I said, if you have any prayer requests and want to share them for us to pray for you, we would be glad to. Um, just call us here at the Salvation Army, 740-282-5121. And you can ask for Captain Mike or Captain Angie. Either one of us would be glad to help you. We'd be glad to pray for you, pray with you. Um, but if there's something you need, please join us. Um, I'd like to uh, just close in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you for the weather outside. Lord, I thank you for all your many blessings, each one of them. Father, I ask you to uh, be with us until we meet again. Help us to understand your word, Lord. Not to complicate it, but, Father, to understand it, because it's such an easy message. It's a message of hope and grace and mercy and love and patience. Um, but Father, I, I pray that we understand it. And Father, I pray that we share the good news of Jesus Christ, Lord, that we will share it with each person we come in contact with. And then lastly, Lord, I ask that you will help us to be the witnesses that you've called us to be, that we can share our testimonies, that we can share the stories of what you've done in our, each of our lives, Father, help us to uh, be the witness of your great love. Lord, I ask you to be with us until we meet again. And I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. I say I'm fine, yeah, I'm fine, oh, I'm fine, hey, I'm fine, but I'm not, I'm broken, and when
There's no failure, no fall, there's no sin you 